Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. This is the Undisputed Future Podcast, your home for NXT discussion. I am CD Danny Mac. This is episode 32, and not only is it our 32nd episode, but it's the last stop on the road to NXT TakeOver War Games. I really shouldn't say our this week because I don't have anybody else to introduce. This is my first time doing a take-home show by myself. Now, I'll get some predictions and all that stuff at the end. There's a lot more conversation to be had about the NXT universe and how this TakeOver card finally finalized and William Regal put together a hell of a good one. But to take on the action of NXT television this week, we had some tag team competition between the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins against the big money athletes Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. This rivalry has been taking shape over the past couple weeks because the Street Profits taking credit for hard work in the form of Tino Sabatelli's Maserati and as well as the unexpected suit pickup by Montez Ford for Tino Sabatelli's custom-made, I assume still doesn't have any buttons. Anyway, Street Profits, big money athletes locking it up due to personal differences. I still don't understand what Riddick Moss means by our, our suit doesn't make any sense. Our car makes a little bit more sense. But I have a little bit of a rant on that on episode 31. Let's go to the actual in-ring match and the biggest shock of the night. I actually heard Let's Go Tino chants. Right? I'm just as surprised as you are. I did not expect that in full sale. Uh, I've heard Tino sucks chants for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I don't know if it's good heat. I don't know if people disagree with his in-ring style. All I know is the guy has potential to be a big-time heel. Riddick Moss as well. These guys are finally looking like a total package in the NXT tag team division. They're synchronized more. They get into their theme song. You can really tell that the confidence goes up during their entrance. And in ring, they haven't been slouches either. Victorious last time they stepped in the ring together against the new alliance of Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Which, if I could sidetrack for a minute, thank you to Danny Birch for retweeting my tag team name suggestion of 1-2-Punch for Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. I went by their entrances, Danny Birch holds up the two, Oni Lorcan walks to the ring straight up, one finger in the air. I thought it was clever, so uh, I'm glad he did too. Thank you very much, sir. But back to the in-ring action, Street Profits and the big money athletes. Like I said before, Tino and Riddick really coming into their own as tag team competitors. They had synchronization, they got some good chemistry, Getting cutting the ring in half down, absorbing the heat, Let's go Tino chance unexpected. The crowd really behind the Street Profits for the most part, though. Um, what else can I say? Tag team tandem offense by the Street Profits. High-flying moves by Montez Ford. The quickness of Ford is always impressive. Angelo Dawkins, his hot tag, and some really powerful offense. He really likes to stir it up, especially with those spinning splashes. A little bit of a controversial finish in this one. Riddick Moss being held back by Montez Ford as Tino Sabatelli eats a huge right hand by Dawkins, laying him out one, two, three in the middle of the ring. I'm going to take this opportunity to name Angelo Dawkins' right hand to uh, take this L. I think that would be a cool name for a finisher too. I think they can work that out somewhere in their in-ring ability. The Street Profits once again pick up a win on NXT television. According to Twitter, they're 5-0. and 
undefeated still, baby. Angelo Dawkins, a lot to show in this match. I mentioned the hot tag, really powerful, really fast offense. Montez Ford, lots of charisma. Um, they have post-match celebrations unlike anybody else in the current WWE scene. I really think a big push is coming for the Street Profits. Let me talk about some other NXT tag team action while I have the opportunity. This was the only tag team segment in the show, primarily because Sanity's involved in the huge War Games cage match main eventing takeover. There's a lot of room for growth in the tag team division. There's a lot of space to prove that you belong. Street Profits are undefeated. Tino and Riddick really coming into their own as a team. Heavy Machinery, impressive week after week putting down teams. And don't forget the returning imminently TM61. TM61 featured on the NXT live event scene. Last I saw they were victorious in Ocala, Florida. TM61, it's just a matter of time before these guys come back. I really, really like them. They put on a hell of a show in the last Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. I think that's going to be a major stepping stone for the tag team division. I really think that's the next step in establishing a regrowth in the division, a new set of teams to impress. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to the Authors of Pain after this War Games main event match. I really think the tag team division focus is really going to get attention shifted to them after TakeOver War Games. The time period after War Games building towards the presumable TakeOver before the Royal Rumble, TakeOver Philadelphia, I really think that's where the tag team classic build is going to be. I think the tag team division focus is going to come in spades. Now, that not only contributes to the fact that NXT will be taping in Atlanta, Georgia at the former home of WCW Saturday Night Live. I think that's a great opportunity to film some Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. What better place to do it than in Georgia, home of where WCW used to film such consistency? Where, what other better time of the year than leading up to January and crowning a new Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament winner? I really do see big things for the NXT Tag Team Division upcoming after TakeOver Houston, TakeOver War Games. Another rivalry I see huge things for has got to be Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream. I'm not going to go in-depth on the promo package, but all I know is Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream is the best rivalry in WWE landscape today. Don't question that, it's just a matter of fact, really. These guys have such talent, such presence in the ring, it's light versus dark, it's yin and yang, it's a fantastic and fascinating rivalry, it's going to elevate both their careers, I have no idea who's going to win, I'll have a prediction by the end of the show though, guys, I promise. Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black, very great video package, really highlights all the builds and all the thought that has gone into this story, that has gone into this rivalry, Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream really looking like a match of the night candidate. And probably my most anticipated match for NXT TakeOver War Games. And that says a lot. That says a lot considering how big the championship match is, how huge this three teams, two rings, one cage match is going to be. 
And another match most recently added to NXT TakeOver War Games was Cassius Ono taking on Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan, another undefeated force in singles action in the NXT universe. Cassius Ono on a winning streak of his own, and I really think he can make a lot out of it. Lars Sullivan, however, getting the opportunity for a warm-up match, I would presume, in a match with Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza, if you've listened to me before, I've spatted out these facts about him. Cruiserweight Classic competitor, the Brian Kendrick was his opponent, and he managed to turn a very pro-Kendrick crowd on his side, but Mendoza seems to be finding his footing in NXT But let me tell you, I felt for him this week. He definitely earned his paycheck. Raul Mendoza trying to come out swinging against Lars Sullivan, using his speed early, managing to get a lot of quick kicks in and a couple really speedy strikes. But Lars Sullivan just catching him out of midair and then making Mendoza absolutely pay. A major headbutt knocking him out of the sky. Mendoza absolutely at the mercy of Lars Sullivan. And Sullivan showed absolutely none. Clubbing forearms across the face and a huge side spine buster, which I have learned named the freak accident, would secure the victory for Lars Sullivan making quick work of Raul Mendoza. Mendoza, I mentioned it, he's a very quick competitor, a very talented guy based on the Cruiserweight Classic competitor match he had, but damn, Lars just had it all going for him. He's on absolute fire heading into NXT TakeOver War Games. This was a completely different opponent than he would have in Cassius Ono, however. So Cassius Ono going to be a completely different ball game, not as short, not as fast, but more matching the size and the power of Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan would be confronted by Cassius Ono after attempting a second attack on Mendoza, and Cassius Ono looking very determined, and Lars was laughing at him. Lars Sullivan, I believe, was under the impression that he could have laid out Cassius Ono right then and there if he wanted to, and just laughing off this future opponent for Saturday. I don't think Lars Sullivan should undersell the knockout artist, Cassius Ono. I think this match is going to be fun. I think it's going to be big, powerful guys, really clubbing strikes, hitting hard, and I think it's going to be a train wreck that you really can't take your eyes away from. Just two massive human beings going hit for hit. Cannot wait for Lars Sullivan taking on Cassius Ono. Lars Sullivan looking to send a message to his TakeOver opponent, and Johnny Gargano is looking to send a message to the NXT universe. Johnny Gargano really looking to regain his ground, looking to gather himself mentally once again, meeting with William Regal. William Regal received word from UK champion Pete Dunne that there was an open challenge slated for anyone in the NXT locker room. William Regal personally handpicked Johnny Gargano to take on Pete Dunne. This was a match I heard about in the beginning of the week. I wasn't sure if it was going to be televised. I always had the feeling it would be one of those pre-show, post-show matches like that goes on with the TakeOver schedule. The matches before the TakeOver event itself will be aired the following week, and that's exactly what's happening with this United Kingdom Championship match. Johnny Gargano takes on the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne next week for the UK Championship. I think that could be match of the weekend. I'm really upset it's not a TakeOver undercard match. 
I personally might have swapped it for Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan, but at the same time, you don't want to clutter a card with too many championship matches. The tag team titles are also not being defended, so you could argue that it could replace that. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to look at this match, but the point is, look at the best side of it. We're going to get to see it on television. Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne for that UK championship. Alright, this NXT episode took us into a more in-depth look of War Games and an individual look at all three teams participating. I'll give my opinions on the overall War Games match towards the end. All I can do is really recommend that if you haven't watched this episode of NXT, watch that episode of NXT, check out all the footage of previous War Games matches, as well as it being tied in to the current rivalries going on into this matchup. Um, It was a great video package. You learn a lot about the match. Paul Ellering was a participant in the first ever War Games match. That's the biggest fact that stood out at me. But a very good compilation really hypes up the match in the way that it deserves. But I'm going to jump to somebody who is not all hype. The Mythic Warrior Ember Moon taking on Mae Young Classic standout Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez calling out Ember Moon as not the winner of the Fatal 4-Way, but definitely the woman who will not walk out with that championship. This lit a fire with Ember, and we got this matchup out of it. And let me tell you, Mercedes Martinez established herself early as a favorite to enter the NXT Women's Championship scene, in my opinion. What an outstanding showing. It's an aggressive, aggressive match. Mercedes coming out swinging, really strong control early on with Ember Moon, really taking it to Ember. And you got to remember, Ember Moon took it to Asuka. She was Asuka's most formidable opponent. And Mercedes Martinez comes in and really takes it to Ember Moon. That really gives Mercedes Martinez a high standing in this landscape of the women's division here in NXT. Mercedes Martinez with some really hard-hitting offense, a chop that took Ember Moon off of her feet. I guess Martinez had been watching the Ric Flair 30 for 30 special and wanted to do something inspired by the Nature Boy because it was one hell of a shot. Mercedes Martinez throwing three amigos together, ending it standing, stalling suplex. It was really Really well put together. Mercedes Martinez overall impressive in this one. However, it would not be enough to conquer the mythic warrior Ember Moon. Ember Moon getting her steam back and really taking it to Mercedes Martinez. A middle rope, bottom rope, tope base suicida, knocking Martinez down to the outside. Ember Moon would regain advantage from there. And like we've seen so many times before, that beautiful off-the-top rope, spinning, stunner, the eclipse, one, two, three, Martinez has been eclipsed on the road to NXT TakeOver War Games. But Ember Moon would be met with the company of her three opponents for Saturday. Nikki Cross emerging through the crowd, as Sanity tends to do. Peyton Royce making her presence known, ironically, Missing Billy Kay. How many times do you see Peyton Royce walk out without her iconic partner? Um, I could probably count those times on one hand. And, of course, the Mae Young Classic winner, Kyrie Sane, the Pirate Princess, bringing her charisma and making sure everybody knows to watch out 
for that insane elbow. It's a really good clash between these four ladies, four of the top women's talent in the world to crown the vacant NXT Women's Championship after Asuka ascended to Raw and vacated the title. Uh, really, really can't believe Asuka's reign is over. I I know it's been a number of months, but it's just so strange looking at this NXT women's division after 500 plus days of Asuka being their champion. Four new talents looking to rise up to the occasion to call themselves champion. Women's action outside of the title, however, involves Ruby Riot and Sonya Deville. This match made official for next week after that backstage locker room confrontation between Riot and Deville. Riot being called out on her ankle injury brought upon by Sonya Deville. Will Ruby Riot be able to get that redemption for her injury or will Sonya Deville find a way to exploit it and find her way to victory? Uh, Sonya Deville takes on Ruby Riot as well as Pete Dunne taking on Johnny Gargano. Two great pre-NXT TakeOver matches that we will see post-NXT TakeOver. It's just the way the TakeOver format goes. I don't really understand it. I've been to three NXT TakeOver Brooklyn's and that's just always the way it's been. The fact that commentary can talk about the event and still call the event while they are discussing the results kind of before the show even happens with the pre-show and the post-show happening all at the same time. Really, really crazy stuff going on for NXT commentary, especially when it comes to a TakeOver format. Two huge matches for next week, though. Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, United Kingdom Championship, and Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville. Riot looks for redemption, and Deville looks for dominance. The Mercedes Martinez and Ember Moon match was considered the main event this week as far as in-ring competition, and believe me, it delivered like one, so definitely go back, check that out, I'll say it again, Mercedes Martinez establishing herself as a top competitor in the women's division through this performance with Ember Moon. I think they have some history on the independent scene together. I believe I read earlier today they have locked up at Shimmer, before, but don't quote me on that. Um, I want to go back and research it more for myself. But the main event segment was finally the face-to-face interaction between Andrade Cien Almas and NXT champion Drew McIntyre. McIntyre coming out first, delivering a vicious promo to Almas, and all in all, it just said, don't face me face-to-face for Zelina, don't do it for the crowd, Don't do it for McIntyre. Do it for yourself. Prove something to yourself that you are a man. And McIntyre would spew words and words and words. And eventually Almas would come out swinging. There was some strategy here from Vega to Almas. Almas unleashing an aggressive attack on Drew McIntyre. And Zelina Vega coming out of midair able to distract McIntyre from getting the upper hand on Andrade Cien Almas, and Almas delivering a chop lock to McIntyre's knee. McIntyre's legs, a huge part of his offense, delivering that Claymore kick. Very wise strategy going for the knee prior to this takeover match. But Almas, again, not doing an honorable thing. Yes, it was face-to-face, it was locking up, but there's always a catch when you're dealing with Vega and Almas. Another strategy coming into play, 
taking out the knee of McIntyre, but just when you thought it was done, Almas delivering the hammerlock DDT to the NXT champion, and Vega would hold that title proudly and giving Andrade Cien Almas the motivation he needs going into Saturday. And dropping the title on McIntyre, absolutely disrespectful fashion coming from Vega and Almas. But hey, they had a plan and they executed it to perfection. Almas taking out McIntyre with a big jump on the road to TakeOver. Almas obviously getting some sort of psychological advantage. This was the second attempt and second successful jumping that Almas delivered to Drew. The champion got to get his head in the game as far as these attacks go. McIntyre is not one to turn away from his competition, but getting distracted from his competition cost him and he's gotten one-upped twice by Almas. Almas left him laying for the contract signing and left him laying this evening right before their match on Saturday. So Almas kind of has the advantage, but at the same time, the go-home advantage going to Almas kind of points to McIntyre retaining his championship. But all I know is it has potential to be a great NXT championship match. Don't sleep on Andrade Cien Almas' talent. I understand the way he was portrayed as a babyface and kind of a safe bet when it came to debuting talents. I'll jump to the Bobby Roode match as a perfect example of that. Very great showing, very good consistency by Almas, but don't overlook him as champion material. I think he's got the look and I think this new motivation by Zelina Vega establishes him as a top star in NXT. With the November 15th edition of NXT wrapped up, it's time for my predictions on NXT TakeOver War Games. Running down the card real quick, Lars Sullivan vs. Cassius Ono, Velveteen Dream vs. Aleister Black, the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Women's Title, Nikki Cross, Kyrie Sane, Peyton Royce, and Ember Moon, NXT Championship, Drew McIntyre takes on Andrade Cien Almas, and of course, the major War Games matchup between Undisputed Era, Sanity, and the Arthurs of Pain teaming up with Roderick Strong. Starting from the top, I would say Cassius Ono will continue his recent success in NXT and able to topple the monster known as Lars Sullivan. Cassius saying before this match was made official that he wants to be in that NXT championship hunt again. I think that motivation is going to drive him to success over Lars in this one. Velveteen Dream taking on Aleister Black. A match I am split on so far down the middle. But just a little bit of me shifts towards Aleister Black. Aleister Black is a consistent subject on the show. He's one of my favorite topics. He's one of my favorite competitors on NXT television today. I'd say he's definitely in my top three. It's definitely a tie between him and Johnny Gargano for my overall favorite. I think Aleister Black manages to continue his undefeated streak and defeat Velveteen Dream. But he will give Velveteen Dream the attention that Dream has been craving. I just don't know if it's going to be in a positive mindset. I actually know it's going to be in the exact opposite of a positive mindset. Aleister Black is going to kick the head off of Velveteen Dream's shoulders. But Dream will get that attention. I'm sure Aleister Black will say his name in anger at some point during this one. Black, I think, topples Velveteen Dream and continues on to success in NXT. 
Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. I've heard arguments for Nikki Cross. I've heard arguments for Peyton Royce. A lot of people think that Kyrie Sane will walk in with the Mae Young Classic title and the NXT Women's title, but I'm going all in on the Mythic Warrior Ember Moon. But Danny, leading up to her matches with Asuka, weren't you all about the Empress of Tomorrow? Yes, I was all about the Empress of Tomorrow, but Ember Moon showed me something. Since NXT TakeOver Orlando, you can go back to Episode 1 and listen to me defend Asuka, but Ember Moon should never be shortchanged as an opponent. You look at this NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 match, I was live in the audience chanting for Asuka, and Ember Moon managed to plant some doubt in my mind through this one because of how strong of an opponent she is. Now, if she's a great opponent for Asuka, leading almost to Asuka's first loss in WWE, I think Ember Moon establishes herself as my favorite in this NXT Women's Championship Fatal 4-Way. However, Nikki Cross, Kyrie Sane, and Peyton Royce are going to give her one hell of a fight to get there. NXT Championship, Almas or McIntyre? I think McIntyre continues his dominance as NXT Champion, but Andrade Cien Almas, this will be the match that establishes him as a possible top Latino star in WWE. The man's got talent, he's got a look behind him, and he's got an attractive business partner in Selena Vega. Zelina Vega's advocacy has done wonders for his career the past number of weeks. Will it lead him to a championship, though? I don't think so. I think the Sinister Scotsman can battle the Hammerlock DDT with the Future Shock DDT, and I don't think the Claymore is out of commission, although Almas will have his sights on McIntyre's knee the whole matchup. But McIntyre continues his reign of dominance in NXT in my book. And last, but certainly not least... We have War Games, Undisputed Era, Sanity, Authors of Pain, and Roderick Strong. I think Sanity, the NXT Tag Team Champions, are walking out victorious in this one. Sanity will thrive in the chaos of the War Games match. Point number one. Point number two. Sanity has been a unit the longest in NXT. They have the most experience as a faction. Eric Young knows his brethren very well going into this battle. I think there's going to be some master strategy coming out of Eric Young's twisted mind, but I'm not going to sell the other two teams short. Undisputed Era are going to look to shock the system with a major win. Paul Ellering, I mentioned it earlier, is in the first ever War Games matchup. He knows what to expect more than anybody. Of course, he's going to pass that information on to his monsters in the Authors of Pain. I really don't think Roderick Strong is going to lack any aggression going into this one either. I was listening to a radio show of my friends, uh, Three Count, if you're ever on Facebook Live and want to check that out. And the co-host, Rich, had mentioned he thinks Roderick Strong will turn and side with the Undisputed Era. I don't think that over a week and a half or so will make all that much of a difference. I don't think that small period of time is going to change Roddy's mind. I think it's Roddy versus the world. This time, he just happens to side with the Authors of Pain because the enemy of his enemies are his friends. I really think it's a reluctant alliance, but I don't think it's going to lead to any sort of betrayal. But overall, Sanity walks away. They walk out of the chaos. They walk out of the cage with a victory 
over the Undisputed Era, over the Authors of Pain, and over Roderick Strong. Sanity, the NXT Tag Team Champions, will thrive in the chaos that is War Games. Three teams, two rings, one cage, nine men, and zero chance of their careers ever being the same. Before I do my usual wrap-up, another round of social media shout-outs. The Twitter has gone from 250 to 300 followers in way short of a time span than I thought. I even think doing episode 31, I was on the road to 250. I'm up to over 300 followers on Twitter this week. Thank you so much. The results and the plays on the SoundCloud have gone up. And as a result, I'm up to over 20 in the past two episodes. CD solo shoots plays are going up. I am just incredibly grateful for all the attention and all the love I've been getting on the Twitterverse this past week. Special shouts outs to anybody using the hashtag Team NXT, as well as my probably one of my new favorite followers, the biggest Bailey fan on earth, full sale famous Izzy. Izzy Mania has reeked over the Undisputed Future podcast. Thank you once again for the follow, Izzy. Be Honored to have you on the show, being one of the biggest NXT fans and a pivotal fan in the 2015-2016 scheme of NXT. I'm looking to do way more interviews and have more guests. I'm going to be doing something incredibly special for the TakeOver Houston TakeOver War Games event on Saturday. If all goes well, I'll be doing the show from New York City. I can't go into too much detail yet, but I'll let you know for sure this coming week. Make sure to follow the social media at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. Over 300 followers. Thank you once again. At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word, is the Instagram. I'm going to be looking to do a whole bunch of more posts on that. Looking to up the likes, up the followers on the Instagram is the next mission. Cannot wait to see what people can show me from WWE this weekend and any NXT live events upcoming. If anybody's going to the Georgia tapings, please reach out to me on that. Find us on Facebook. Please find me on Facebook. I'm looking to do more promotion with the Facebook page. Uh, Now that Twitter's on a consistent track and a lot more people have reached out to me that way, I'm trying to jump the followers on Twitter as well over to the Facebook. So find me on the Facebook. And of course, you can listen to me primarily on soundcloud.com backslash undisputed future podcast actually backslash Undisputed Future, no podcast, but if you search on the podcasts and Undisputed Future, I'm there. As well as iTunes, Store Podcasts, Google Play, another proud addition. Um, I'm looking to get on Spotify. I still haven't seen anything back from them. I'm on a bunch more sources that I didn't know. Overcast.fm, I believe links up with the iTunes Store, so I'm definitely on there. I'm looking to get as many places as I could possibly be. Stitcher.com is another one that I recently got myself on, so if you follow Stitcher, if you have that app, you could definitely listen to me on there as well. No matter how you listen to me, you're going to get NXT discussion, you're going to get the hour of wrestling I am most passionate about throughout this crazy week of WWE programming. You got a great coming home show for Raw, you got a great coming home show for SmackDown, but now you have the A 
A-plus show in NXT. Shout out to It's Only Rachel for the A-plus show reference. As well as JC Inc. on YouTube. If you want to check out JC Inc. on YouTube, it's my martial arts family. We did a recent road trip to Philadelphia. It was a whole lot of fun. Check them out. It's a lot of crazy antics. And uh, it's one of the more interesting vlogs I believe you'll come across. But for all your WWE NXT discussion, you have right here on the Undisputed Future Podcast. I am CD Danny Mac. Thank you so much for listening to me again. My throat has been killing me. I don't know if you could tell by the sounds of the podcast. I guess I'll go back and when I listen to the edits, I'll be able to cringe about it. But if you listen to me this far, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody rocking Team NXT. I'll see you this weekend. NXT TakeOver War Games Survivor Series. Have a great rest of the week. And Houston, we have a War Games. (laughs) 